Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode where we are going to talk about what to do with anxious feelings when they rise up in the body. So uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt Cotty and I'm the founder of Restored Minds and the creator of the AAA Response. And um, before we dive into the episode, I just would like to ask for your support for the show by liking and subscribing, as well as leaving a comment and review on either iTunes or Spotify, as it helps our show tremendously. So let's go ahead and talk today about anxious feelings, right? And so um, obviously this being the OCD and anxiety show, it's, uh, it's very um, you know relevant to our, our normal uh, discussion, but you know, it's, um, it, this is challenging because th- this is where a lot of people get stuck, right? You know, I mean, we, we know what to do conceptually. We understand uh, what to do. It's just the aspect of doing it. And so I guess, I guess the first, the, the real statement, I mean, if you just want the basic, you know, elevator pitch, uh, you know, um, answer of what to do with anxious feelings is feel them, right? Feel them. Feelings are, are meant to be felt in the body. And one of the, what we need to understand is, is just with the same way with intrusive thoughts, the issue is not the experience itself, but it's our resistance to the experience that creates a problem and makes a problem of it. So one of the things that I think uh, causes so much issues with anxiety or, or any uncomfortable feeling really. Cause we're talking about things like apathy. We're talking about guilt, shame, fear, anger, right. Resentment, right. These feelings, contempt, right. Um, when you're, when you're experiencing these, these lower energy states, our resistance to the state is what keeps it going. And what feelings, what needs to happen with any feeling is it needs to be acknowledged and felt, you know, for the, the nervous system to, to process it correctly. And what happens with fear is that, again, we don't want to feel it. So we, you know, again, resist it. And then we try to do things to make it go away. And then that same fear just kind of keeps perpetuating in this loop. And then we create more fear and it just kind of builds in our life. So the short answer is it's very straightforward. You need to feel the anxious feelings. Now here's the catch. We can't, we can't go and feel the anxious feelings so that they go away because that is still operating from a place of place of resistance. So for instance, you know, and I use this analogy a lot in, um, in, you know, our, our live Q and A's and community, um, chat, but if you had a friend or someone who you invited to stay with you, right? And let's just use this analogy here. You invited them to stay at your house. 
you have to kind of think about how you would, you know, be treating them. How, like, what would your relationship with that person be like? And what would it really mean to allow them to stay with you now? So for instance, if you had this person over and they're like, Hey, I'm going to you know, sleep in this room and they're just kind of there and they're walking around the house. They're using the kitchen, they're using the restroom, the living room, all that stuff. They're just kind of there, you know, just living there and you're just letting them do whatever they, whatever they do that, that would be allowing them to really live with you right now. You might have an agreed upon time, so on and so forth. But if you were really allowing them to live with you, they could come and go as they please. They could essentially just do whatever, whatever they want, right? Within the agreed upon the terms. Now, conversely, if you say, hey, yeah, you, I'm going to allow you to stay with me. And then you constantly are monitoring them and asking them, oh, why are you here right now? Or, you know, are you still here? You should go right now. I, I don't, you know, I don't want you here. Or always asking them, like, how long are you going to be here? How long are you going to be here? That's not allowing that person to be there, right? It's going to create a lot because you're resisting. You really don't want them there. And there's a resistance there. This is the same way with feelings. Is like if you're constantly scanning for anxiety and checking if it's there, you're resisting it, right? If you're constantly doing things and then asking, how long is this supposed to be here? How long is this going to be here? You're resisting it. If you're constantly doing things like, you know, again, um, trying to make sure that this feeling doesn't come up, can you're resisting it, you're not really allowing the feelings. And this is th- this, this resistance is, is the crux at where, where all the problems begin. Because what a lot of people do is they'll sit with the feeling for a second, or they'll try to sit and meditate, they'll be with it. And then they'll get upset that it's still there. You're not, you, you were never even allowing in the first place when you do that, because all you're doing is you're doing that exercise to try to make the feeling go away. And these, these nuances are so important because it, it, there's so much misconception of like, okay, well, if I just like, you know, if I just sit and meditate for 10 minutes and feel the anxiety, that's going to make it go away. And the, the whole paradox, right? And I always talk about this, this entire fear cycle the OCD cycle, you know, the, the psychological stress, it's a complete paradox. The more you resist and try to control and fight, the, the worse it becomes. And whether it's the intrusive thoughts or the anxious feelings or, you know, whatever your specific fear is, your ability to sit with fear, like that, that's what facing fear is, believe it or not. Facing fear has nothing to do with your external world as much as it, it really has to do with f- being able to sit with the feelings inside yourself. You have to face the feelings of fear, right? Um, and and that's, that's when we're talking about what to do with anxious feelings is like you need to be able to feel them. When, whenever they show up, however long they show up for. And, and your attempt to control or fight off or, you know, suppress or repress or uh, even express the feelings is what is causing the issue to perpetuate. It, it, you know, again, the old famous saying, right, of I think uh, I'm pretty sure it was young, but um, it might have been Rogers. What you resist persists. Right. You know, it's, it's just, it's so true with feelings. If you, if you're in this constant state of, I'm going to resist this feeling, I'm not going to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I want it to be changed. That state is the problem. And that state comes from the belief that you're not supposed to feel those feelings because we live in this, in this time where 
I think there's this, this, these, these beliefs out there that like, you're only supposed to feel happy. You're only supposed to feel things that you like. And, and more importantly, if you don't feel that way, you have a disorder, right? Like, so we've, we've come up with this, the, uh, you know, and I say, we, um, obviously there's, there's a whole book, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, with the, um, diagnostic statistical manual of mental disorders. Right. Um, and, and it's the DSM and it's, it's like, we have this whole category of anxiety disorders. And what's so interesting is when you really are, how, how you actually diagnose someone with a disorder is not the presence of anxiety, but it's how much, how many, how much time they're spending doing behaviors to control the anxiety. Right. So when you're really looking at how you're dying, like if you look at the actual test and in the, the diet, the, you know, like how you would diagnose something, it's like the presence of anxiety is not a disorder. It's not indicating, indicating a, disor a disorder, right? It's like that, that's a relatively normal experience, I would say. So the fact that we think it's a disorder, I think creates a lot of resistance in the first place where really like anxiety I mean, you know, again, it could be a variety of things, but you know, the, the, the point is, is, is when we assume that the presence of anxiety or feeling anxiety and feeling these feelings in our body is it indicates a disorder or something's wrong. That belief is where everything builds upon because then we resist any feeling that comes up, you know? So in, and, and this is why it's like, we can't assume that the presence of a feeling we don't like is, is an indication of a disorder, or more importantly, if we're in any other state other than joy and happiness, uh, then all of a sudden we have a disorder and then we seek out treatment. And, you know, oftentimes treatment, um, interventions, you know, are primarily medication, right? And I mean, it's not, it's not a wonder why people pursue, um, you know, drugs and alcohol and things that change their state because it's like, they don't want to feel these feelings. They don't want to feel certain feelings. It's the only reason really anyone engages in any kind of uh, destructive behaviors, you know, whether it's, you know, again, excessive al alcohol drinking, you know, even, even smoking, uh, you know, marijuana. And, and, and obviously we can talk about like the harder drugs, things like gambling, uh, different internet addictions, pornography, all that stuff. It's like, Yes, there is a spike in dopamine, right? With a lot of those, a lot of those activities, but usually the reason that the person's seeking that is because they don't like the internal state that they're feeling at the moment, right? If they were happy with how they're feeling in the moment, those activities don't really make sense, you know, and they probably wouldn't be uh, as pursued. And this is this is why. But, but the, 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 the misconception, I should say, is that we're supposed to always feel these high states. And if we feel there, these low states, there's something wrong and we need to change it immediately. Versus, you know, again, there's oftentimes beliefs that are, that are perpetuating these states that we need to change and challenge, right? And, and that's, so that's, that's one thing that we can talk about working on, but, but really when it comes to feeling feelings, it's like, if that feeling's there, it needs to be felt. That's exactly what needs to happen. You know, that's, you know, like even, you know, when you talk about like Dr. David Hawkins and his book, letting go, right. You know, it's like, 
it needs to be felt. We need, we need to feel the feeling in its entirety. Right. And this is, this is what needs to happen with anxiety. Like we need to let go of this idea that anxiety, the presence of anxiety is a disorder and something's wrong with you. The moment you're feeling anxiety, it's like, no, like your fear response is going off and it may be going off falsely, but the way that we actually reprogram the, the stress response, uh, you know, again, through neuroplasticity is through the behavior changing of not validating that something's dangerous. That's what exposure response prevention is. And this is the whole cornerstone of the entire process is we're retraining the nervous system to say, hey, you don't need to be firing off the fight or flight response because actually nothing's dangerous is happening. The only way we can do that is if we remove all the behaviors that are, you know, communicating to the brain that it really was dangerous. And anything we're doing to get rid of anxiety is one of those behaviors. So I hope that makes sense there because when it, when it comes to like what to do with anxious feelings, feeling them. It's very straightforward. It's not easy. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is like fun or easy, but that is what needs to be done. And, 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 and this isn't, there's not, if you're looking for this shortcut of how do I get better without doing that? Like, well, again, yeah, I'll just say you're in the wrong place, but at least with, with this show. And, uh, you know, because, because I'm going to provide the, the guidance and advice that I believe is going to be the best to serve you long-term and to, um, and, and to really get you the best results for your life. Because when we are living in a way where we're resisting anxiety and our whole life is about, I don't want to feel anxiety, what happens is our life gets smaller. Because then we have to set up rules of, hey, these things can't happen because they make me feel anxious. So it might mean controlling people in our life. It might mean, hey, I don't travel anymore. Hey, I don't do this. Hey, I don't go to these restaurants. Hey, I don't do, you know, and, and again, we start making rules and then limiting life. That's the problem when we don't practice feeling our feelings and we don't, we don't have clear guidance on, again, what to do when you know, going through these feelings. And, and again, it is your job. It is your responsibility to handle your feeling state. It's not anyone else's. And so if it's feeling very chaotic in there, it means you have some work to do and that's okay. It's great work. It's great work. There's not, there's not better work that you can engage in. What a lot of people do is they spend so much time working on everything outside of them. So they don't have to focus on this. So they can avoid this and, and engaging in all sorts of behaviors that, that try to push these feelings away or distract themselves from these feelings that they don't like. And that, that's the issue, right? That's, that's one of the bigger issues that we face as, as, a, as a society, as a people, right? It's, people are very out of tune with their bodies and, 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 and what to, how, how to feel uncomfortable feelings like anxiety, like fear, like guilt, like shame, like anger, right? And, and the problem is, is if we don't, it's not like those feelings go away. It's just that they just kind of like stay in our nervous system. And that's why the work of working on yourself is just so important. And just one that I can't emphasize enough that if, if, if it's something that you've been avoiding or resisting, it's like moving into that work and then really feeling the feelings. The, the paradox is when you actually feel the feelings, that's when they release. And I, 
and I know that some of you are going to say, okay, well, I'm going to go feel it. So it releases. That's, that's, that's very different. It's like the moment you really allow it to be fully present and allow it to run its course and do that feeling to do whatever it needs to do. That's how the system metabolizes the feeling. And, and it does it very well, you know, and, and it's, you have to be brave enough to be able to feel that feeling. And that's why, you know, Hawkins in this book, Letting Go talks about like the pinnacle turning point of, of, you know, of this, of this process is the courage to feel. So I know this is a bit of a longer episode, um, but I mean, for those of you that are looking for more guidance and, and, you know, specifics on like, you know, going through this process of, of feeling feelings in the body and what to do when anxiety comes up again, you should check us out at over at restoredminds.com. We have our taking back control program. Um, you know, we have the, the book, um, from stuck to unstuck. You can get a copy of that. Um, I have a link down in the notes below and, um, you can also fill out an application on, on our site. Um, you know, cause we have different, very different levels of support that we can provide you as you go through this process. But it's, it's just so important that we are not trying to pursue these shortcuts. We're not trying to pursue the things that make the feelings go away because those are, while they work today, they cause problems tomorrow. And what we have to be working for with, with, especially when it comes to anxiety and fear is a better tomorrow and being able to, to go through the the discipline and the discomfort today for a better tomorrow that should always be our goal there and and so when you're looking for people to to help you with this in any way make sure that they're aligned with that goal because if if they're about making you feel better today in whatever way that is and it doesn't align with getting you better tomorrow then that's in my opinion that's not the path that's going to, that's going to produce the best results for you in the long term. So with all that said, um, I know this is a, a bit of a longer episode, but I, again, I, I feel like I could go on about this for hours. Um, and so hope this was helpful. And again, check out the resources in the links um, below uh, if you're looking for additional support. And also, um, you know, we, we're going to be doing our FAQ series as well. So if you have questions that you want to submit, please, um, you know, go to the links and uh, the link in the notes and then make sure to submit a question. We'll be happy to try to answer it on one of the episodes. And um, I think that's it for today. So with all that said, have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Hi there, Matt Cotty here, and thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.